Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters on Viz's Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Bakuman Volume 10. Yeah. I mean, spoilers, it's good. It's not really spoilers at this point. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, we have some jump to get through. Another week where I didn't think it was great. The stuff at the top I really, really liked, but yeah. there was... Like, all of the comedy chapters I felt like were duds, and usually at least one of them makes me laugh. Yeah. Depending, I suppose, on where you put two series that are on the bubble there. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start with My Hero Academia, number 284, Deep Blue Battle. I've been super critical of this arc of My Hero Academia, mm -hmm. and in particular the way it cuts between the what I would call the main focus of the story and a bunch of side stuff. And it finally, like, got it right this week, I felt. Yep. This felt like some One Piece flashback stuff, yeah. only, you know, closer in time. You know, One Piece is usually flashing back to stories and backstories of, of characters. characters who yep. aren't even on screen anymore. Yeah. Usually it's, this is how someone died who was important. Yeah. Whereas my hero is flashing back to the recent past, seeing Deku getting ready to train for Float and some training he did. Bakugo and All Might have a really good talk about Deku and how he doesn't care about himself at all. Yes. And how that's problematic. And they're both like, we need to protect him from that. Yeah. While in the main story, Deku is like, one v one me at Baron, bro. And Bakugo's like, no! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do not one v one him at Baron. He, his whole goal is to steal your powers. Yep. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Yeah, the, the whole Deku self-sacrifice thing where he's like, it doesn't matter as long as I stop him here. And just like you were saying with Bakugo and All Might having that discussion of like, no, it does matter. Like, <laughs> sure, you stopped him, but what about the next thing and the next thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, really like this chapter of My Hero. Finally feel like it's back on form. Hopefully it doesn't let us down. Mm -hmm. It's got that side plot with Gigantamachia brewing, and I feel like it could cut away at any moment. But really, really like this chapter. Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to add on it? No. All right. That brings us to Our Blood Oath, Chapter 2, Home Alone and Lost Children. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? Eh. Sure isn't Shonen Jump, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't bad, but it was definitely a Chapter 2 that seemed to almost have no connection to the first chapter whatsoever. Yeah. There's a fight at the end for kind of no reason. Yep. They're bats. And the older brother gets the younger brother a pet cat. Yep, because he's like, he keeps bothering me when I'm trying to read, so I'll shall, I shall get him a little minion that will annoy him and take up his time. Yes. Also, there's an imperiled child, but... Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, our Blood Oath, like I said last week, it's really not doing anything for me. Yeah. And this chapter two kind of lost me there. Anything else you want to say on it? Nah. Well, that will bring us to We Never Learn Question 174, Tomorrow Night's Pixie Part 6. Which has developments. Yes. Not actually a lot of cute stuff in this chapter, actually, in no. hindsight. No. It it definitely was... I was going to say it was bringing the heat, but... It, drama it, heavy? It, it, yes, it was extremely drama heavy. Where Konami's father was the guy who was initially asked to perform the surgery on Yugi's father. Because they were... Friends. Friends. I was going to say, I was like, it, more than acquaintances. He was like the <laughs> essentially the family doctor. Like, we used to go to his clinic all the time, and like, I became friends with him. 
And so he's like, you're the only one I trust to do this. But he, and I completely understand this quite rightly, said, well, I don't have the facilities to kind of do this kind of thing. I can give you a recommendation to go to the university hospital, but like, you know, I'm running a small clinic. There's no way I can do this major surgery for you. Yeah. And his dad was like, oh, it's okay. And we find out that Konami found out about that right before Yugi asked her to go to the theme park. Yep. And she mm-hmm. feels guilty about it. And also Konami says, like, yeah, I also know you're not a couple. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and then the the kind of cute bit is when, so Konami's running away from Yugi because she's like, how could he ever love me if he if he ever found out that my dad was the one who told his dad, no, I won't. I wouldn't do the surgery and he died because of it. And like that, that's not what happened at all, but she still has the little charm that Doa, I think yeah. is his name. Yeah. Charm. And Yuga's like, I, I gave that to you forever ago. I also wrote something about dumb kids and now I can't remember what that is. So two of Yugi's oh, yes, students. I do remember there's, there's a typhoon and yes. two of Yugi's students got lost on a dock trying to find their cat. Yeah, they found their cat, but yes. now they're trapped because the dock, like, the part of it broke. So they're stuck out at the end with the middle being broken in the middle of the typhoon. And both of them are like, don't worry, someone's coming to save us. And I was like, yes, yu is, but that is a horrible way of thinking about it. I'm pretty sure this is a shonen manga. I'm pretty sure you can't kill two young kids trying to rescue a cat in a shonen manga. No. I'm pretty sure you can't kill two young kids ever, but... I feel like it mu- It must have happened, right? Off screen, sure. <laughs> there must be some young dead kids in One Piece, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, although off screen, Caesar killed them. <laughs> yes. He didn't kill them, he just science stabbed them, and the result was corpses. <laughs> I didn't so much kill them as made them stop living. Frieza definitely killed some kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Many, many, many kids. You know, just by exploding the planet. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't do it personally. Well, he did do it personally, but he didn't... (laughs) (laughs) It's a very impersonal way to do it personally. Yes. I just meant he he didn't order somebody to blow up the planet. He was the one who blew up the planet. Yes. Okay. Anything else you want to say out we never learned? I really liked it. I really liked I the the drama and the tension and, the, you know, this is the, oh, this is why Konami-senpai is being like this. Like, you know, wow, what are the chances that all of this was all tied together so well? I mean, obviously, like, of course they were going, because we're going into the story, they would have not something like this, but it makes sense. But it's still that, oh, man, what a small world. Uh-huh. Although, you know, that's one of the We Never Learned tricks. So. Yes. Everybody knew Yu-Gi-Oh's dad. Yes. That's because that's the kind of person he was. Yeah. Anything else on We Never Learn, or shall we move along? Let's move along. That brings us to Dr. Stone's Z equals 166, Ultimate Night. What did you think of Dr. Stone this week, Kevin? I liked it. I liked... So I liked how this addressed your kind of... Well, I thought guns were supposed to beat all of the dudes with spears, and it did. I... To a point. Like, I liked how they were talking about how the one samurai guy was like, oh, these must be, when they throw the grenades, he's like, oh, these are area of effect weapons like those Medusas. I've been developing strategies to deal with them, and he just deflects them all back. Mm -hmm. I liked a lot of this chapter. I like it really thematically. It has some, like, fridge logic problems for me, though. I ended up ranking it pretty high, and then it dropped just a couple slots. Mm -hmm. Mostly there's the end thing where 
I thought Dr. Zeno was on the submarine. He's not. That's fine. That was just my thought. So, like, there were some staging problems. But there's a thing where he's like, ah, oh, this is checkmate. And Senku, who is not in that castle far away, is like, no, it is my checkmate. Because my science friends built a tunnel I didn't know about. And are going to... I guess they, he might have known about it. They might have radioed back about the tunnel. Yeah. But anyway, it's like, because my science friends built a tunnel. And you're just playing chess by yourself. Um, and I'm out in a field with this random girl. <laughs> well... That wasn't the, he was like, uh, this is checkmate with my ultimate knight. And like, it, it's again, that classic thing of the two commanders that are nowhere near each other, basically having a conversation yes. with each other, which I don't mind at all because it's like, it's not that Senku is necessarily thinking this right at that moment. I mean, he might be, but he's like, oh, you must thought, uh, because he's like, oh wait, this wasn't Stanley. And he has the moment of, ha, Stanley will take out your whole ship. Oh, yeah? Well, I have my ultimate knight, too. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't hate the chapter or anything. I was It just bugged me. Yeah, I really liked it. And I it, never had a thought that Zeno was on the submarine. Yeah, it, it was just the, the submarine reveal, and then you see Zeno and, like, in the previous chapter. Yeah. And it's on, like, a, it's like a forward shot of him, like, with his arms crossed. Mm-hmm. That, that's like a I am on a conveyance sort of shot. <laughs> I gotcha. To me, yeah, to me, yeah, like, I never like thought he was there. When he was in the castle, I wasn't like, that's impossible. I was just like, oh, okay, he's not on the cinema. Gotcha. But then I was thinking, that made me think a lot of where people were. And so then that... Well, like, I mean, Stanley was. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. Like I said, that's a fine, like, bait and switch reveal. Mm-hmm. But it, it, like I said, I was thinking, where are people? And like, Senku's over there in the woods. And yep. And is in his castle. But apparently they're talking to each other because they're science friends. Yep. Again, that kind of the enemy commanders having, like, the chess-by-mail match kind of thing, I've seen quite a few times, so it didn't really it didn't really it's bother fine. me. Yeah, I've seen it, too. It's not terrible. Just dropped it a slot or two. Yeah. Like, I still thought it was a good chapter. Yeah, I really liked the reveal of Tsubasa. Who's the... Yeah. Is that his name? I'm pretty sure it's Tsukasa. Tsukasa. Showing up at the end with Stanley's like, aha, I defeated all of your warriors. And it was like, nope, got one more. <laughs> I, and I just, I love the look on Stanley's face with the sword. Like it's a, it's a dual bladed sword coming at him. And just this look of like, oh shit, I <laughs> fucked up. All right. That does it for Dr. Stone. Next up, we have hard-boiled cop and dolphin depth 11, the world's fastest fish. I fairly like this chapter of hard-boiled cop and dolphin. Yeah. We have... It's very shonen fighty. Yeah. You got a lot of Orpheus early on, like with his hand you were talking about, has the apparently the power to negate merman powers. Yes. Which is cool. Uh-huh. And a whole bunch of, you know, bullshit science about how dolphins are super fast. I say bullshit science, but really I mean like shonen powers. Yeah. Well, because it wasn't how dolphin like, he wasn't ever saying that dolphins were fast, but he was like, oh yeah, dolphins create these bubbles for fun, and Orpheus figured out a way to transform them into a rail gun to launch himself at supersonic speeds, which is, you know, that shonen cool of like, that that's pretty neat, man. Also, I love that this uh, starts with a shark being like, oh, I drowned to death. Well, at least my life was hard-boiled. Yep. <laughs> Chaco just swims in the frame. Yeah, that was good. And he was like, wait, Chaco, you're here. And she's like, you're not dead. And then I like at the end of the morning, I was like, well, I guess I'll escape to land then. Yep. And Shark's just there waiting, and he's like, 
How are you right here? I'm like, also, shouldn't you be dead? Yes, I did really like that. And he was like, I didn't drown thanks to Chaco. And she's just sitting on the rock like, yeah. <laughs> like looking like a mob boss. Yes. She's like, just this plan. I'll take a potato chip. <laughs> yeah. It's continues to be pretty good. Yeah. And he's like, how did you know where I'd be? Eh, cop intuition. Yeah. I, I like that. I would have. Li- I would like at like the next chapter. It's like, how did you know where I would come out? This is exactly where you went in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like, yeah, I knew you'd come back. You, uh, they always return to the scene of the crime. Yep, yeah, it, it was very good. All right, anything else on Heartboiled Cop and Dolphin? Nope. Last, because everything in Shining Jump has been canceled. We have Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter Thirteen, Sign of the Awakening. How did you like Ayakashi Triangle this week, Kevin? I liked it, and I didn't like it at the same time, because it's a bit of a subversion uh, of the, oh, maybe this guy's going to be an antagonist. Oh, wait, nope, he's he's totally going to spill all the beans. Okay. Something I feel like is true of Ayakashi Triangle, now that we have multiple examples of it, I feel like it's really, really good at setting up stories, and not great at paying them off. Yeah. Now, this could be a ploy to get something out of them later like i pretend to be their enemy quickly turn to their ally and be like no i was your ally along i was just testing you and then actually do something but i don't think that's going to happen so i I, that's why i said i liked it and i didn't like it at the same time it's an extra character on the board that they can use right but yeah like i said i really like the setup for this i talked about it last week yeah and this payoff was just kind of it was fine yeah well, because it wasn't really much payoff. It was like, let me build expectations. I mean, and there then... was a fight. That was what was yes. promised last week. They paid off on that promise. Yeah. It just wasn't a great fight. The stakes kind of deflated immediately afterwards. Yeah. And, and it sets up an interesting cliffhanger at the end. It does. But yeah, I feel like Ayakashi Triangle is much better at doing that and setting up expectations for the next chapter than it yeah. is at making the next chapter great. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll improve on that. Yeah. I, I still like it. Yeah. I don't want it to go away, which probably means seeing canceled next week. No, it's only if we really like it because it's like sort of not mainstream that it's going to get canceled. <laughs> I feel like last Sayuki was pretty mainstream. Oh, although it had all those Grant Morrison ideas. Yeah. But Chainsaw Man has those too when it feels like it. Yeah, but we didn't love Chainsaw That's Man true. like we did last Sayuki. That's true. You are right. All right. That will bring us into Jump Card. Despite my joke about everything being canceled, we still have 19 chapters this week. Yep. What do you have at number 19, Kevin? I have Mean Roboco down at 19. I'm just, I don't care about Mean Roboco at all. And I personally feel like they are trying way too hard to make referential humor. I definitely agree with that. That's a pr- criticism we've had of Mean Roboco a lot. Yeah. And it's like really recent referential humor. It's not like. I mean, you know, they had the joke with the Napanese, which is actually pretty funny, but... To be fair to it, I feel like 
this is for kids, right? Yeah. You should be referencing stuff that's in Jump right now. Yeah, and that's fair. Well, except all of this was Food Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, I remember literally having the thought of like, oh, there should be some Food Wars references here, and then turning the page and be like, oh god, what have I done? Yeah. What have I made real in this world? Yeah, so I feel like... Because there was something else that made another referential comment. I can't remember what it is exactly. Maybe when we get to it, I'll remember. But I remember reading me in Roboco, then reading that thing was like, that was much better done because it didn't seem like you tried so hard to be like, look, it's Food Wars. Like, oh, okay, sure thing, Roboco. Good job. You made a Food Wars <laughs> parody. Yay. I have a Gravity Boys at 19. Okay. Mostly just because I thought it was way too lurdy. Like, I love a baseball joke. I love uh, the characters have to play baseball. Like, give me an entire arc of the My Hero Academia kids having to play baseball. Please. I need it. Mm -hmm. I need it in my bones. But this is just, like, a lot of really deep explanation. And, like... Yeah, it was... It's like a play-by-play of an entire baseball game. Yeah. And it's about as boring as one. Yeah, it... And I actually like (laughs) baseball, like I said, but... Reading a description of a game is not great. It was my number 18, and it's not even that it was mostly a description of the game. Like, most of the chapter was essentially player stats. Yeah. And, like, you can do some good jokes with those, but I didn't laugh at any of them. Well, I think the main problem was is because I don't typically tend to read player stats, and especially not how they're presented in Japanese. I was like... Here's a bunch of players. I literally started just glazing over them because I was like, I don't understand what any of this means. It's just so much text. Yeah. I have high school family at 18. Okay. I felt like, again, it didn't have any jokes. It was just... Yeah. A a kid at school and his dad was like, let me eat lunch with you. Yeah. Let me serve a volleyball. Yeah, it was my number 17 for a lot of the same reasons. Mainly the only reason that Roboco went down below Gravity Boys and High School Family, which both... All three failed at delivering comedy, but I felt like Robico was trying too hard, and the other ones just weren't funny. See, and I put me and Robico at 17, because I at least think it could be funny. Yeah. Like, I at least had the thought, oh, this is a perfect spot for a Food Wars reference, and I was punished for my hubris, (laughs) but at least it was set off, it was set up in payoff, it was just bad. Yeah. Which I felt like the other two were lacking. Yeah. What do you have at 16? I have Mago-chan at 16. Me too. This was another break of, I think that the comedy chapters, especially those bottom three, really failed. Magu-chan was just kind of, eh, that was a story. Yeah. It it had a couple of humors. I didn't laugh, but I probably smiled. It was all right. Like, it it was one where I was like, yeah, that's fine. And, you know, I didn't, it's not like I felt bad reading it. Kind of like the other three, I was like, ugh. But dealing with Magu-chan... For the most part, has been a yes. It's kind of at the bottom of the list, but I don't feel like it's ever been the bottom of the list. Yeah, I don't want it canceled the way I want the three things I put below it canceled. Yeah. What do you have at fifteen? I have Phantom Seer at fifteen. I, I don't know for whatever reason this felt like even just more of a okay. And there was another chapter of Phantom Seer, I guess. It is a little bit getting that the way Tokyo Shinobi Squad did. Yeah. I definitely think it's better than Tokyo Shinobi Squad was, though. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say on it? This new guy could be kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's the, I hate this guy. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's his emotions towards everyone. Because he's a teenage boy who doesn't know how to emotions. Yes. 
I have Mori King at 15. Okay. I don't even remember what happened to Mori King this week. I just remember finding it not very funny. Oh, oh there's I'm... a ghost. There's a spooky ghost, but it's actually a, 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 a firefly. That was actually... So I actually have Mori King quite a bit higher. And it's not... So I did laugh at... They were like, and to activate our special move... But flash, dance, and shadow, or something like that. No, like that just got me. I, I see. Or is that like got a real eye roll from you? It's, yeah, that's probably the difference maker. Yeah. So there was that, but it was also the setup of like, all right, cool. Here's an actual antagonist. It's going to be a rhinoceros beetle. Sweet. Like, of course, it's going to be a rhinoceros beetle. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm here to like take over the world. It's excellent. There's actually going to be a conflict between Mor King and somebody rather than. Like, him and the butterfly have had kind of, like, a good-natured competition, and this is going to be an actual antagonist. So that's what had me excited about it. Gotcha. What do you have at number 14? Our Blood Oath. Same. That's all right. Sure was in that opening Jump magazine we read. Yep. What do you have at number 13? I have Undead and Lock at 13. Same! This was a lot of... You know, Billy's uh, the traitor. So. B- Billy's the traitor. No, that's not Mr. Billy. That's not how his powers work. He actually has everybody's powers. I, I'm so lost. What's going on? Yeah. I was like, is it Billy? Is Billy the traitor? Did this guy eat Billy and gain his powers? What happened? I, You answered nothing. That is correct. Oh, well. At least some shouted stuff happened, did it? Yeah, it was fun. I, more than our blood I did. Yeah. Like, there was some cool stuff going on, but there was a lot of. Um, what? What do you have in number 12? I have Black Clover at 12. Okay, that's very fair. Again, it this felt like just kind of a continuation of, you know, we need to get stronger, only now it's like, the girls need to get stronger. I was like, yeah, yeah of course, sure. We were I don't just know. in the hyperbolic time chamber, but we must get stronger. But you were just in the hyperbolic time chamber, but we must get stronger. All right, well, if you use our forbidden <laughs> elf magic, maybe you can do it. Of course, there's a forbidden ritual. Why wouldn't there be, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 12. Sure. I want to like Jujutsu Kaisen, maybe in October. Yeah. I think but, you'll like the anime. I, I don't dislike Jujutsu Kaisen either. Yeah, I think a lot of it is you don't have as much of the background. Yeah, like characters show up and I'm like, I know I've seen this character before. Mm-hmm. But I don't have, I can't give them a name or feelings or things they did. Yeah. And so some of that, like a chapter or two ago when the his mentor died, I think he died. You can't, that loses the moment if you're like, oh no, that man died. Yep. That's sad. No, th- that actually is sad. That was like his mentor and he was like passing the torch and like there was this whole thing. I was like, nah, but it, it doesn't work if you don't know who he is. Yeah, no, that's fair. What do you have at 11? I have Chainsaw Man at 11. Okay. I put Chainsaw Man very high, but it's very, very weird. So I can yes. understand why you would not put it very high. Yeah. And that's why I didn't. I liked some of the aspects of this, and then him at the diner was good, but I think went on too long. Yeah. It's also a weird cliffhanger. Like, it's weird that they repeat that bit. Yes. that And that's what I think was really, that really dragged it down, was I was like, if this had just been the one bit where he goes to the diner, because he's just, like, for whatever reason, landed in the diner, and it's like, you know what? I've never had a hamburger. Which I want is, a hamburger. Which is a thing we've seen before. Yeah. 
And so he goes, I want a hamburger. And he sits down and he orders a hamburger. And, and we should say, he is in full chainsaw yes. mode with his chainsaws out while he's doing this. Yeah, and he can't speak very well. He just keeps going vroom, vroom, essentially. And the one girl that had been with him before that kept trying to quit the defen- the demon task force or whatever it's called. Yeah. Is working at the diner because she needed money. Is like, I understand him. He wants a hamburger. And so they're like, all right, well, you do it because all of us are terrified and you seem to understand him. And she trips and spills the burger on him. And I was like, that was fine. Like, that would have been, I think, a great cliffhanger. But she did it again and again. And he, like, killed other random people. She only did it twice. Yeah. And he killed one of the other guys at the, I think the guy who slapped her and told her to do better at her job. Yes. That was a family slap. I was (laughs) like, this is hitting a little too close to home. Not that I've ever been slapped at work, but. The you know, right Noah slaps Shinji Akari and then he gets in the robot. Yes, it wasn't it wasn't the slap. It was the you're not putting forward our family values. I was like, please, dear God, no! That is way too close to what corporate actually says sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Chainsaw Man, I I put it fairly high. That's totally fair. I understand it as well. I, again, it was a weird chapter though. It was difficult to rank. Yeah, I just like I said, I thought it was kind of an eh, shouldn't jump. So that. As weird, went high. I have Black Clover at 11. Okay. Yeah, everything you said is true. Yeah. What do you got at 10? I have Mortar King at 10. Okay, so I have Phantom Seer at 10. There you go. <laughs> That's a weird one to flip on. That is a weird one to flip on. I don't know, I just like the fact that the Firefly dude just bends over well, and like, still has the light, like the butt bulb, but it's tiny compared to the rest of him. Like you said, I, I can get, if you like that joke and you like the conflict setup. Yep. Whereas with Phantom Seer, like, the mirror stuff, it's pretty cliche, but at least it's interesting. Yeah. Like, we're in an arc. I'm curious to see where we go with this. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate it. What do you have at number nine? So I have Ayakashi Triangle down at number nine, and it's really that subversion of, oh, and the arc's kind of basically done already. Okay. I mean, I, I they have another chapter to do stuff, but it was like, I thought there was going to be a bit more of fighting and some conflict, not, oh, I was actually testing you the whole time. Yeah, of course you were. I have Mission uh, Yuzakura family at nine. I almost called it Mission Ayakashi family, which is not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a crossover we can have, right? I'd be down. (laughs) Mitsumi can make out with everyone. He'll be fine. Yes. Uh, I have Mission Yuzakura family at nine. I think it's mostly that the first page gave me very high expectations with this Animal Crossing parody. Yep. And then the chapter after it was fine, but... It wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, that's totally fair. It's not much higher for me. Um, So I have Hell's Paradise at 8. I'm trying to remember exactly what... Oh yeah, this was basically just the explanation of the fact that Ren wasn't actually a Tenson. He was actually the Grandmaster's wife who created a Tenson body that she had been controlling and then made the rest of them. And so she's going to try and resurrect her husband. By, she's like, well, if I can resurrect the body, I should be able to resurrect the soul. It's just going to take a shit ton of sacrifices to do it. So I'm gonna go blow up Japan. Yep. I have Ayakashi Triangle at 8. Okay. What do you have at 7? I have Mission Yozakura at 7. I liked the Animal Crossing parody. It was pretty funny. And I liked the the kind of message in this of like the... Hey, just because your parents are good at something and tell you, no, you need to be doing this, doesn't mean that you don't have your own strengths. Like, I'm the Yozakura that has no physical skills whatsoever, but I managed to figure out a way to 
make my talents shine. They're playing video games that are actually hackings. Yes. But it's still that, like, uh, like I love the, the spy thing of, oh, you know, I'd rather be a field agent as opposed to an analyst. Listen, man, analysts are super important. Like, oh, what movie is it? Oh, Get Smart, where they're, which was an old... I have seen this with, with Steve Carell with Steve and Carell. Hero from Heroes. Yes. And the, the Rock. dinosaurs, Kevin. I know. Is and the, the Rock ro- in that movie? Yes. I was thinking The Rock's in that movie, right? And I'm like, The Rock isn't in that movie. Yes, The Rock is in that movie. But the Get Smart is a movie based on an old television show. But in that, the main character is an analyst who dreams of being a field agent. And he ends up sit, like saving the day because he was an analyst kind of thing of like, yes, you can have field agent skills, but like being the smart guy, even though it isn't as glamorous as being the field agent who gets all these victories done, you you know, you're still doing cool work. Like I, I like that aspect of it, of physical strength isn't everything. Being the smart guy is also extremely important. I have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin at seven. Okay. I feel like I said everything I want to on that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I have it, was, it at six. It was good. I have Mashal at six. Okay. I thought Mashal was pretty good this week. We're back to sort of comedy while it's still being a shonen yeah. thing. We get the return of the door joke. Yes. Which they are using sparingly enough that it's funny, especially when the villain calls him out on it. It's like, do you have to break every door? I was just trying to knock, actually. Yeah, that put it up a little bit higher for me. I really liked that. I really liked, you know, it's like, all right, this spider will judge your magical power while I attack you. Ha! And he just catches the sword with his fingers. He didn't use any magical power at all. Uh, um, uh, that was a glitch. That was a glitch. Let's do it again. And so he tags him again. He's like, uh, uh. He's like, <laughs> the spider's breaking down. Something is wrong. Yeah. What do you yeah. have at five, Kevin? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at five. I really liked this chapter because of the, I forget his name, but the bad guy's, like, plan during this is, well, I'll struggle to beat Itadori physically because he's just way stronger than me. So I need to crush his soul so that I, because, like, what he does is manipulate people's souls. And so he's like, well, if I can't beat him physically, I can't break his soul that way. So I'm going to have to break his soul first so that I can beat him. And so he sends... It flashes back to a point where he's like, I actually made a clone of myself. And that clone is running around outside and finds one of his friends. Is like, wait, I know you. You're one of Itadori's friends. If I kill you, Itadori will get super pissed. So I, I like that plan. I have Hell's Paradise at five. I kind of like you said about Mori King. I like that. It's not establishing a conflict because there already was, but it's yeah. a clarifying one. Yeah, it was definitely really cool. It's pointing out a direction. It feels even more than before, like it's building up to a climax. Yep. What do you have at number four? I have Mashal at four. Like I said, I liked the return of the door joke, especially with the villain calling it out. I liked him bunting all of the... When he's like, I'm going to use 10% of my power, and he just bunts all of the swords. It's like, that'd be dangerous, bro. These can hurt people. Yeah. And him being like, if you're thinking that you can beat everyone without doing magic, and Mashal being like, but I can do magic. I just like it. I have Dr. Stone at four. Okay. I said my feelings on it. Like I said, still really enjoyed it. Yep. What do you have at number three? I have Dr. Stone at number three. That's where I put Chainsaw Man. Okay. What do you have at two? I have My Hero at two. Okay. I have We Never Learn at two. Okay. It, it, they were both really good this week. I just, I liked the drama of We Never Learn, uh, even though My Hero had some excellent stuff. 
in it, so it was kind of hard to place those. Yeah, I just, like I said, I've been bashing on this My Hero arc a lot, and I felt the conversation between All Might and Bakugo was really strong in it. Yep. How they tied into Endeavor and being like, yeah, both you and Endeavor, like, realized what shit people you were after I retired. Yep. The stuff there was super, super strong. I, Yeah, I just really liked it. Yeah. Plus cute Ochiko stuff. Yeah. I want that every chapter of My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. We never learned it was cute, too. But Yeah, no, they were both good. All right. That will do it for Jump Card. After the break, we will talk about Bakuman for an hour. Probably. We read Bakuman Volume 10 this week. Hey, Kevin, how was it? This was easily my favorite issue uh, or volume of Bakuman to read. Really? Okay. Yes. I read this in the whole stretch, so it all kind of blurs together. It's still super good. Yes. I like what I think I know why, but why was it your favorite? My probably my favorite part was when they are writing their new series, but when they're following Hattori around, dreaming up their ideas of writing a new series while acting through what their new series like. It's just this super meta thing of. There, so the creators are writing a manga about two dudes writing a manga who are planning on writing a manga in which the manga that they're trying to, like, they're doing what they're trying to make the manga about. And, like, the bit where his cell phone goes off and he's like, oh, my God, that was so scary and tense. But we can't do that in our manga. Like, Because <laughs> yeah, that's a too cliche. Yeah, like, that killed me. Just that whole sequence of them going through that. Yeah, it's super good. So Hattori's secret plan, he's like, hey, tell them to do, like, whatever they want. Like, exactly their sort of cult manga. Yep. It's like, like, the world's about money and intelligence and appearance. It's like, yeah, that's great. They will super go for that. Yep. And they do. And they make, the world is all about MIA, and it's super cynical. And they're like, nah, it's too dark for jump. Yep. And he's like, okay, have them do a super generic shonen fantasy adventure in a fantasy world manga. Yep. And they're like... That's against our strengths. He's like, just do it. And Mashal, or Mashal, yeah, <laughs> Mashal shows up and breaks the door. And he's like, I'm ten years too early. <laughs> but Mashal is like, no, I think I get it. We should do it. Yeah. Well, I really like where he's like, I think because I can't. Yeah, it's Mura who is like, well, we can't do that. How do you know? What have you ever actually tried making a? generic fantasy battle manga how do you know you can't do that you just told yourself you couldn't do it what makes you think you can't and that's when mashro gets it of like oh yeah let's do it we have three tries we can you know maybe we can make this work let's go for it two tries at that point but yes, yes. Uh, and miho really likes it but the, like but it doesn't even get submitted for serialization yep and the main thing is this doesn't they were like it's fine but it doesn't feel like you guys, like, you made a generic fantasy battle manga, but there wasn't anything you about it, so that's why it didn't get submitted. Yeah, I also really like, you know, Mia is one of my favorite characters, but I love that this, her and Takagi's relationship, where Takagi's like, hey, I want you to, like, buy all the expensive things you can, 
because that will put pressure on me to succeed. Yes. And Miho's like, I guess I'll buy some expensive lipstick. And he was like, that's not expensive enough. Spend more money. And Miho's like, like, I I will spend a lot of money conservatively. Yeah. Well, I like how it initially starts with like, listen, we don't need to eat frugally. We're not, you know, we're not going out of a job. All right. Because at this point, Miho doesn't know that they've staked working at Jump. They, she just knows that they're now no longer working right now. So it's like, yeah. we have six months where I'm not making a paycheck. They, they are, and he even says, yeah, I still get, you know, royalties from Trap. Not a lot. Yeah. Some well, of that. And that, Yeah, that's more what I meant of he's not making a paycheck. Yeah. Like, I'm not currently in Jump, so, like, my contract is up. But we're I still have money. And I do like that bit where he's like, I need you to spend money so that I'm pressured more to succeed. And I love how, like, when he was doing Tonto, he's all freaking out and always spending, staying up all night. Yeah. And then now that he's enjoying his work, he's like, hey, Mia, want to take a bath together? And she's yeah. like, what? <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like you said, the highlight of this volume is, like, when they're going on their third one. And Hattori comes in and is like, hey, I've been telling... You know, Mira, what to do? Well, it's because Mira finally brings him in, yeah, and is like, "All right, listen, I got a pony up." Yeah, I've been getting advice from Hatori, and Hatori's like, "Yeah, that was all to train you. Now you just have to do it. Now you understand, right?" Yeah, and- he was like, "You know, what should we do for our next one? You don't, you, you know, you guys are adults now. You shouldn't need my advice. Use everything that you've learned to create your perfect manga." Also, you know, whatever it is, it's going to be up against True Human, which is by Ryo Shizuka, the shut-in from earlier. Yep. Who's moved out now, and his his manga got into jump. Yep. And it's super dark, and they're like, ah, it's going to be super hard to get a dark story against this. Yeah, they're, the money is, or the world is all about Mia. Yeah. Went up against it in the serialization meeting, and it went out. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out what to do, and Takagi calls Master and is like, hey, can you meet me this morning at like six? Yep. He's like, well, call me at 5.30, I guess. Yep. And they meet, and he's like, so what are we doing? He's like, we're going to follow Hattori all day. So they spend six hours in front of his apartment waiting for him to go to work. Yep. They buy masks, which just makes them look like they're in 2020. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that would be incredibly conspicuous, but not right now. <laughs> nope. They follow him. They wait outside, jump for a while, and then he leaves, and they follow him to a bookstore where they find him buying books on, like, talking to girls. Yep. I'm like, oh, this is pretty fun. And then they end up following him to a restaurant where he's meeting with Awase, who is dressing provocatively. Yes. And trying to get him to compliment her. And they are just laughing their asses off and trying not to, like, blow their cover. Yeah, because she's like, do you think I'm pretty as a woman? And I forget his exact response, but it's him basically being like, uh, sure? <laughs> yeah, and they have to run out because they're so... Yeah, they find it so funny. There's also a bit where Hattori's like, "You guys need to use serious humor in your manga." Where like it's a super serious situation, but it's funny to the audience. Yeah, because it's just absurd. Yes, like Otter Eleven does. Yeah, only he's like, "You need to be different from Otter Eleven, where because Mura brings up baseball blue, you know, something like Candid Canberra, baseball bloopers." He's like, "No, not quite." I want you to create the situation where people laugh at the guy hitting a home run, not having a blooper. Like, he hit the home run, and you laugh at it. And it's that, you know, how do you make that happen? And so that's kind of why they set up this following thing. And 
while they're in the restaurant, they have the, this is exactly what he was talking about. They're being so serious right now, but we cannot stop laughing at what's going on. And he was also like, we probably look silly trying to hold in our laughter. Uh Uh-huh. And like, man, he walks everywhere. It's too bad. I I kind of wish he'd take a cab. He's like, why? It's easier to follow him. Don't you want to, like, jump in a cab and say, follow that cab? Yes, which he gets to do later. And I love that the (laughs) cabbie is like... It's been five, five years. years since anyone said that to me. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. That also has one of my panels. Or no, sorry, not that one. It's a, it's later. I'll talk about it later. Yeah, so they decide to make a manga all about committing perfect crimes. Yes. But by a middle schooler and none of them are actually crimes, like following people. It was elementary schooler. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I just I remembered that because gotcha. they wanted it and so it was like perfect crimes of like so one of them is is like yeah so we all take our dishes back into the back well I put my dishes on this kid's desk after he brought his back and he kind of j- what I thought I took my dishes back already and just left or what if somebody had their favorite pencil case and I replaced it with the exact same pencil case like what would they do you like, know with the same pencils and the yeah. eraser worn the same way yeah. It just and then you know you could do something like throw away the old one or have the old one show up and lost and found and have them just be like what? Yeah, it's like yeah they won't be actual crimes so we won't get in trouble for people. Yeah, they had an idea for like a essentially what would be a season finale or a grand finale of he breaks into the bank and just leave a leaves a note that says I was here. Yeah, it's like yeah like a heist movie. I love that shit. Yeah, I love heist movies too, man. <laughs> They're very good. So they decide they have to do another perfect crime first, though. Yes. And it's Miho's birthday, so they replace uh, Miyoshi's birthday gift to her. Yep. With a portrait of her that Mashiro drew by yes. finding in the store where she bought the dress she was going to give her. Yeah. And having them wrap it exactly the same way. Yeah. That has the panel where where it's talking about, oh, yeah, and then we could have something like, oh, I don't know where the store is. And, you know, draw my face super serious. And his face is drawn super serious with him saying, I don't know where the store is. Like, you know, that's exactly how we could do it in our manga. That was another bit that, like, that got me. Just this whole sequence of the perfect crimes with them committing them. Because when they're sneaking into Miyoshi's room, or I guess... It's both the room. It's both the room. But when they're sneaking into the room like, to first, steal the present. First, I love the bit where he's like, you're okay showing off your sleeping light. He's like, look how cute she is. Yeah, because she's, she's in pajamas, like, splayed out on the bed. Yeah. It was like, uh, you're okay with me seeing your sleeping wife? Yeah, I mean, just look at how adorable she is. <laughs> but anyway, as they're going to sneak it, one of their phones rings, and they panic and manage to turn it off just in time and she doesn't wake up yeah like oh god it's like well we could never use that cliche in our manga yeah our manga is better than this dumb manga (laughs) yes i also love i believe this is the first time uh, it might have happened early on where we just see a bunch of manga pages and we have that page almost repeated of mira reading their manga yeah. And, like, he's at an angle, so you can see him reading the manga, but most of the page is just the manga. The, is the manga, and then he flips the page, and it's basically them at the same angles, so yeah. it's just, like, he, he flipped the manga all, page. All but different is the, oh, it's on the manga page, yeah. What's on the manga page and what he says, yeah. I think. But it's it's basically, like, he just, like, in the manga, he flipped the manga page. Uh-huh. Like, it sounds very weird to say, but that's exactly how it looked. It's super strong comic construction. Yes. Yeah, that was really cool. I think that's the first time we've seen that many manga pages. Like, I think we've well, seen... I know we've uh, seen panels before. Yeah. 
But I don't know that we've seen, like, full storyboards. Yeah, I think you are correct. No, that's not true. We've seen one full storyboard before. But, like, this is the first time where we got to see, like, finalized drafts of yeah. the storyboards. Yeah, that's definitely true. Because we saw, like, the time... Par- I don't remember what it was called. But the one at the watch... Yeah. We saw a bunch of storyboards for that were all stick figures. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, I think it was Takagi who drew those. But this was, like, Mashiro's storyboards. Yeah. Also, Takahama's back, and he's trying to get serialized. Yeah. Again, there's a bit where Amira's like, no, I'm not going to submit your work. Because Ashigori's submitting something, and he's like, he's like, oh, is it just because they will get kicked out of jump? He's like, no, I was worried about that for a second. Yeah. But actually, it's just that compared to what they have, you don't have a chance. Yeah. And so he calls them, he's like, hey, can I read your storyboards? Yeah, when he was, and eventually Miro was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, I will submit your work for you. And that's when Takahama calls them, is like, hey, can I see your work? And he was like, I'm not submitting <laughs> this. Serialization meeting. Holy shit. Like, I can't compete against you guys at all. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try again. Yeah. And it, it has that moment of just like when Edgy was like, you know, these two are my greatest rival. He was like, you know what? I was about to submit something extremely embarrassing. I'm going to make a manga worthy of beating this. And yeah. they're like, excellent. We hope to see you along the way. Yep. And, of course, because it's the last serialization meeting, it's at Christmas. I love the bit where Miyoshi's like, yeah, I have a homemade Christmas cake. Like, wow, this is really good. And he's like, yeah, Miho made it. <laughs> yeah, Miho, Miho and her mom made it. <laughs> I didn't say it was this home. Yes. <laughs> they have oh. that. They have Miho hid a, a flash drive in the cake with a voice recording of her singing. Yeah, her singing a bunch of Christmas songs. Yeah. That they all listen to. And then the serialization meeting is dragging super long. Well, that was, because it doesn't happen, the serialization meeting doesn't happen exactly on Christmas. Cause I, they, I, I thought it did. They had, Miho, Miho made them, or no, Miyoshi made them a cake where they were waiting, because, like, I don't think the serialization meeting happens literally on Christmas. I thought it did, because I thought they were spending all Christmas together, and they eat Miho's cake, and they're like, wow, we still haven't heard from them. And Miyoshi's like, oh, I want to make a cake. And maybe that's how it happened. That, that's how I read it. Okay. Anyway. I love that, like, Max is like, is it really okay that I'm with you guys on Christmas? Your first Christmas? Yeah, because if you don't know, Christmas is basically Valentine's Day in Japan. With fried chicken. Yes. Because KFC did a super good marketing campaign yes. in the 80s and made themselves the meal of Christmas. Yes. No, that, like, I love that story of, yeah, the Japanese eat K- I love telling people, did you know the Japanese eat KFC for Christmas? What? Yeah, KFC for Christmas. It's like the biggest thing ever over there. It's just fried chicken in general. Yes. Um, but KFC is the, the yeah. reason for that and the biggest supplier yeah. of fried chicken in Japan. But yeah. So I like, because Miyoshi is like, oh, don't worry, once you're gone, that's when we'll get all lovey-dovey. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I brought fried chicken. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and Miyoshi makes a cake, and they're like, okay, we're, we'll just eat it when we get the call. Like, yep. And it'll be to celebrate if you got it in, and it'll be to, you know, drown our sorrows of you not being in Jump anymore, if not. Like, what? It's like, oh yeah, Miho told me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't remember Mashro telling Miho, but he must have. Um, and it makes sense that he would have. Yeah, I think he did. I just one... don't remember. I didn't write it down. Or no, isn't it that um. Oh, Ko. it was Aoki. Yeah, yeah Aoki, Aoki told, told not Miho. Told uh, yeah, told Miyoshi. Yeah, because she was because she finally heard before the civilization meeting because she's yeah. like the editors keep talking about it. Yeah. So I eventually heard. So did you hear that Mashiro and Takagi will get kicked out of Jump if they 
don't make it through this serialization meeting. She's like, no. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do? Well, and she's supportive. She's like, there are other magazines. Screw up. Yeah, but at the same time, she's like, um, you know, how am I supposed to help them out in yeah. this situation? Yeah. And, and Miho's like, you just gotta trust them. Yep. We'll be their silent supporters. <laughs> and she's like, you're very good at that, Miho. I am not. I am right here. <laughs> I'm the one who has to see them. Yes. I'm the one who has to be up all night waiting for him, and then he doesn't come home, and he's here at six in the morning. Yep. But, yeah, so they're waiting, and meanwhile, at the serialization meeting, they're like, okay, yeah, this is clearly the best thing submitted. And the editor-in-chief's like, yeah, but uh, the question is, can it beat Crow and Plus Natural? Like, that's the only determining factor on whether we put it. Yeah, because he was like, that's what, the, that's what the bet was on, essentially, was whether or not it compete with Crow and Plus Natural. So it's not whether or not, because it was like, well, obviously we would add this to the magazine, but this is whether or not it will beat Crow and Plus Natural. And I love that Mr. Heishi, who is the deputy editor, is like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted when I was saying we should just reject them until... Yep. Yeah, it was like, perfect, this is, yeah, yeah. (laughs) oh man, they did it, this is their manga, and it's, can they beat Edgy, and so they lose that vote four to three. Well, they have a vote, and they're like, yeah, but like you said, they vote four to three, and they're like, yeah, the the editor doesn't even have to make his vote, he can just decide. Yep. But then that starts causing people to flip when he puts it in the no pile, because they're like, hey, like, you, you know, I don't think it can, like, beat them, but... Like, that's no reason to get rid of them. Yeah, because they're basically like, wait, if they don't make it in, they leave Jump. That was the stipulation. We can't have them leaving Jump. Like, there is absolutely no way we should throw away an artist of this talent just because they can't beat Edgy, you know? It'd be like, I'm sorry, My Hero can't run in the magazine because One Piece is in there. What? But but it's, like, really good. Yeah, but it can't be One Piece. So? Yeah. It's like, so One Piece isn't there half the time. It'll beat them those weeks. <laughs> yeah, and I love how everyone flips their vote except the editor-in-chief. Yeah, that, where he's like, like okay. I still don't believe that they can make it in. But we will put it in the yay pile. Yep. So they finally get the call, and they're like, yeah, I don't know the details yet, but you got in, so I thought I should tell you. Yep. They scarf down the Christmas cake. Edgy calls them, and it's like, yes, we are rival friends. Yes. You know, excellent. Now we can actually have a duel. You're still going to lose, but now I can actually fight you. Yeah. I love that Takagi talks to him, too. And they're like, yeah, you've been our rival since we saw you win that award. Yep. Before we even knew you. Yep. It's super good stuff. And then the other item of business they have is that Hattori's got a super awkward relationship with Iwase and wants there to be a different editor on Plus Natural. Yep. Which leads to the extremely awkward situation for Hattori of they give Mura plus natural and they give Hattori the perfect crime club, which is the tentative title of the manga, which I'm assuming sticks because they don't mention another one. Even though they said, isn't there a movie perfect crime club? It's like, ah, it's fine. This is one of the few things that got spoiled for me. Also, obviously I've read it all now, but I knew Hattori was the editor for this series. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how that happened, but I knew yeah, it, it was like on the blurb when I looked up his name to put him on personality power level. Gotcha. Just on the top there. Yeah. But yeah, it, you know, it makes sense. He was the one who kind of got it to happen. And yeah. Even Marura is like, yeah, no, don't feel guilty about this. But he does feel guilty because he's like, so it seems like, you know, of course I would love to be their editor, but 
it feels like I set all of this up to become their editor when that's not what I did at all. I yeah. set all of this up so that they could create this per- like their best manga. Like that's what I was trying to do. And now it seems like everything was for selfish reasons of like, aha, yes, I have made the two greatest rookies make the perfect manga. And now I am their editor and can get all the praise. Yeah. Like is what he's thinking in his head. So he goes to the editor in chief <clears throat> to be like, hey, I can't accept this. But the editor in chief is just like, you got to be pro and press natural by chapter 25 or you're out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it can't just be the first couple of weeks. It's got to be consistently. Yeah. Or not even consistently, but like chapter 25 by yeah. then you have to beat her. And not with your chapter <clears throat> one. Everyone wins this chapter one. Yep. Can't say anything about that. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, I lost my chat by three o'clock because I'm thinking of something I can't talk about. So Hattori goes to work with the manga with them. Well, it's Mura who well, kind yeah. of is like, hey, let's go tell them that you're their new editor. Because he wants to cheer him up. He's like, because I know they will be so happy that you're their editor. And that should cheer you up. Yep. Uh, and it kind of works. Yeah, it does. He kind of he gets like sucked into it because they're they are really happy about it. But they were, you know, they're also both of them feel kind of bad about Mira yeah, being like, you know, like, yes, your ideas didn't work, but it's not like you weren't a good editor kind of thing. Like your comedy plan did work. It just wasn't good for us. Yeah. And so they start talking about why Edgy is so good, basically. Yep. And they start talking about pauses and how he's really good at just naturally creating panels that are just like not empty but break up the action yeah panels that break up the action they mention that they will never be as good as him with sound effects which makes sense because he uses them all the time in daily life uh-huh. and he's just like I, i'm never gonna be edgy when it comes to sound effects that guy just lives and breathes them like there's no way i can do it uh-huh and like like how does he do, do it so well and uh Hattori's like oh i have an idea and he runs to the office and brings back the basically novelization of Plus Natural. Yep. And he's like, it says novelization, but it's basically just her scripts. Mm-hmm. And I think she would want you to read them. So yeah. I'm fine doing this. I know Edgy would want to, too. Yep. So, and they do it like, holy shit, Edgy like, creates this from this. Yep. He does so much work. Yeah. And so that's when Takagi and, or is it Mashiro, I think, is yeah, the one that has, the, has idea the idea of like, hey, Takagi, what? Stop giving me storyboards. And just write me a novel. Yeah, yeah, just which is how most American creators work. Yep. Uh, there are a few that do storyboards, but that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, yeah, like, you know how many pages, you know, of writing will create a chapter, chapter of manga. You've been doing this long enough. You know basic page layout. But, like, if I see your storyboard, then, like, I feel locked into that. Yeah, I, he's like, I can't make that many changes because I've seen your storyboard. And so it's stuck in my head of this is the storyboard. So if you just give me the layout of the chapter, I'll be able to, like, you know, I'm the artist. I'll be able to make art out of it. And I really liked that moment of Takagi being like, I'll be able to, like, develop the characters more than I would, like, which is one of the things I like about it does not work typically this well, light novel into manga, but light novel into anime, where, like, the light novel can take a lot more time and in-depth thinking of the characters and fleshing out certain character aspects that don't necessarily show up in the anime. I imagine it's basically the same thing with the manga, where it's like, I can flesh out a lot more stuff and you can, like, subtly work it into the art as opposed to it being as explicitly stated in the novel. Dialogue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically how the volume ends. Yeah, I do like that, to jump back a little bit, when they're talking about, yeah, you should do the serious humor, like how Otter Eleven does it. 
and he mentions so edgy and the guy who writes otter 11 are the natural born geniuses that just you know they they just make manga and it just comes out perfect they they just they write what they want to write and it ends up being good and everybody loves it you're not that kind of guy takagi you're the kind of guy that is because he's like remember when i told you there were two different types of mangaka you're the kind of guy that calculates you're the kind of guy that thinks about stuff and he was like, I saw it when you were writing Tonto, which were jokes you didn't like, but you were still managing to nail jokes, literally trying to be like, I maybe they'll like this. Like, what would happen if you were trying to nail these serious humor jokes that you actually enjoy? Yeah. I also love that they open up Otter 11 to see an example of it. And it's like, look at this. This is like an otter driving a truck into a television studio to rescue his friend. Yeah. Like, if you're a kid and don't. It's it just, except on the face value, it's super tense shonen stuff, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. And Muir was like, I laughed out loud at that part. And he's like, yeah, but what about it is funny? Yeah. You know, he's, his face is super serious. He's driving a truck to save his friend. Like nothing about that is funny. Like on paper, if it was man drives a truck into a, a station to save his friend from being captured, nothing about that is funny. It's the absurdity of the fact that it's the otter driving the truck. Yeah, and it's drawn, like, super realistically. Yeah. My dog agrees. <laughs> yes. Anything else you wanted to say on Bakuban? Super good volume, just about, like, always. Yeah, like I said, this has been my favorite volume to date, just with the manga within a manga within a manga going on. Just had me laughing at, not the absurdity of it, but just how, like, in-depth and tied in that was with... I'm reading a manga about two dudes writing a manga who are writing a manga while acting out what they're going to be writing their manga about. <laughs> yeah. Manga. SpongeBob. All right. I think that just leaves us with personality power level. Yep. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the very top, we have Uzumaki Naruto. He's a good ninja boy. He's very serious. Mm-hmm. At the bottom is that guy who's not even Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. He's not Yamcha. Nope. In the middle, we have Tomura Shigaraki from My Hero Academia and Buggy the Clown from One Piece. Who do you want to add from Bakuman? There's no one who really stands out in this chapter, or this volume, I feel like, but there are plenty... There are plenty of characters, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who we don't have that we need to put on. There's Edgy's editor. Yep. The one that really sticks out to me. Do you want to do the editor-in-chief? We could argue for him. We could, but I definitely feel like something is going to come to a head with him. Okay, fair. Because we have all of Team Fakuda, right? Except for the guy who quit, whose name I can't think of right now. Yeah, but he's now gone, so... Yeah. I kind of don't want to, like... I don't know if he comes back or not. I'm I'm honestly going to assume he does, because that would kind of be a waste of a character to just have him leave, and then never come back and redeem himself. But I would hate to review him on his down note. Okay. I mean, we can always move him later, but that's totally fair. Yeah. I like. I would rather not have put him on the list on his down note, as opposed to, oh, I didn't really like this guy. Oh, I ended up liking him later. Like, this is clearly like, I actually do kind of like the guy, but this is just literally, this is him hitting rock bottom and realizing that, all right, I do need to pick myself up. Yeah. Takahama's here, but he also kind of promises to... Do something, yeah. To do more later. I'm down with Edgy's editor. Okay. Yujiro Hattori. Okay. They are both named Hattori. Which is weird. It is weird. There's a joke about it later. I don't mind spoiling this one joke where Hattori's like, yeah, you know, 
your boss, uh, he's talking to the editor chief, like, your boss always said, yeah, we're going to transfer one of you because it's too confusing being that it's two Hattori's. And the editor chief's like, yeah, that wasn't a joke. We were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Hattori, what? Damn it! So, he's not as good as the other Hattori, right? No. Just by nature of... Thanks, As- especially with the fact that we pumped him up last week, two weeks ago? Yeah. When was- well, yeah, last time. He is uh, number 29. Next Bakemon character we have is Fakuda at number 32. How do you think that comparison goes? I don't think he's as good as Fakuda, especially with Fakuda's thing with Aoki, where it seemed like they were going to be mortal enemies and then end up being frenemies. Yeah. Next, we have Kazuya Hiramura, who writes Otter 11. I kind of like him more than... That's fair. Hiramaru, to be fair. is a weird character in Bakuman. Yeah. Um, I don't mind spoiling. This is just like a structural spoiler, and I don't. you might have already picked up on it. But he's just a very much a subplot character. Yes. Like, he shows up for three or four pages every volume. Yep. And has stuff going on, but it's always kind of the same sort of stuff. Yeah. And he's a good breather. It's just weird that it never seems to come to a head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is very weird, but, like, it's also one of the things I like about him. It's yeah. kind of like... If there was, like, an after-credits running scene in a show, like, he would be the after-credits yeah. character. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's in every episode, but it's always after the credits, and you're following this, like, weird subplot going on that's tied to the main story. And he sometimes shows up in the main story, but he always has this weird subplot of his editor tricking him into making the manga. And he's a character I think I like less than other people, mostly because he gets number three on the one character poll we have left. And I, like, was really scratching my head at that. Like, the the guys who get one and two, I'm like, yes, yes. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> but that is kind of weird. I think it's one of those things, though, where if you can only vote for your favorite character. I understand why a lot of people yeah. gravitate towards him. Yeah. That, he's different. He, he is he different. Ends up getting a lot more votes than characters that are similar to those. Yes, that, that does make sense. So I just wanted to check with you before we put him, because I say above, but. Uh, that's fair. I do like Edgy's editor. Does he go above Gon and Goku? I have stuff to say, but it's kind of spoiler-ish, so I'll let you make this decision. I always find it weird that, like, I like Gon so much, and I like Goku, but... Yeah, I, that's why I put them together when I ask you. Yeah. Because I know, like, you lost this coin flip. Yeah. So. I mean, he certainly doesn't go between them. No. No, that is totally fair. I don't think I like him as much as Gon. Okay. So he will go at number 37, below Gon Freaks, and above Kizuwa Hiramaru. And like always with this, because I feel like we're going to read Bakuman until it finishes. I think we will. <laughs> we can always move him later. Yeah, that's why I said, like, you should make this decision. Yeah. Because there, there's some stuff that might move him. I, I want to... Yujiro Hattori. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure I was right. Mm-hmm. That's what I already typed. So Yujiro Hattori goes at number 37, below Gon... And above Kizuwa. All right. That will do it for this week. Next week, we are going to, by request, be reading Berserk Chapter 2. Volume 2. Chapter 2. It's fine. There's only, like, one chapter in a volume of Berserk, right? Basically. We are going to be reading Berserk Volume 2. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com 
is our website where you can find old episodes, the link to our Discord if you want to request a manga, as well as my other two podcasts. It's a Gundam, or I complain about Gundam Seed, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Gundam Seed's great. And last time on video games, which sometimes we release. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. See y'all next week. Stop.